Episode 24, Kobe episode, R.I.P. Always. Um, what's up, guys? Thank you for tuning in another another week. I hope you guys enjoyed our first... Uh, I mean, he's not our first guest, guest, because we had my brother on, but that wasn't, like, really a guest. You know what I mean? But that was, like, our first guest with a mic, because my brother was kind of, like, sharing a mic with me, but... Um, that was our first, like, real guest that we, like, had to prep for. You know what I mean? And it was cool having him on. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a super long episode. And uh, I didn't even listen to it, like, when I when we posted, when we uploaded it. I just fucking, I was like, fuck it, it's probably good. And then, and then uh, uploaded it. But we are going to have more guests in the future. And uh, I, uh, I'm pretty excited for that, to just have something new for the podcast. But, um, yeah, go follow us on uh, Instagram first. None of this really matters. Uh, Instagram, where we post uh, shit about movies. It's pretty cool. And uh, follow Rob um, on Instagram at JustRobDMV and on Letterboxd at JustRobDMV. Go look at his review for Shape of Water. Shit's, uh, he posts hilarious uh, reviews because it's you can tell it's from his perspective. <laughs> but, um... Uh, what else was I going to say? Oh, yeah, follow me on Instagram at Nathan.McGeorge. I don't really care about my Instagram. Go follow none of this really matters. And then go but go follow me on Letterboxd, though, at Nathan McGeorge. For sure. Like, I care more about you following me on Letterboxd than Instagram. And go tag Letterboxd. And tag, go like, go DM or email or just tag Letterboxd so they can sponsor us. If you're a true fan... Go hit up Letterbox and let them know what's up. Because we're trying to really be out here. Because, I don't know, we're trying to work with people we want to work with. We're not out here desperate, you know what I mean? Gang shit. But anyways, uh, Drake dropped. This shit's fire. But this isn't a music podcast, so we're not going to talk about it. But anyways, uh, what else I was going to say? This week, new director... Uh, is uh, we mentioned it last week, but we weren't like we didn't decide last week. We were just mentioned his name, but Guillermo del Toro is the uh, director of choice this week, D- these next two weeks. But anyways, this first uh, first movie we chose was The Shape of Water, GDT, and obviously that's his most famous, his most praised, his most everything movie mm-hmm. it's his most perfect movie it's it's a masterpiece it's a piece of art and uh it's the most beautiful film i've ever seen and uh it was great coming back to it because i literally forgot how good it was and literally when i came back to rewatch it for the uh for the podcast i rewatched it again like i watched it like two or three times since for the past like two weeks i probably watched it three times but great fucking movie but yeah, we're going to talk about uh, The Shape of Water this episode, so stay tuned, because it'll probably come up later. Because I want to mention, just like like just to get it off my little chest, that the New York Film Festival is uh, this month, later this month, 
And uh, me and Rob were about to pull the trigger and just go. <laughs> but he has kids, and we're both uh, not financially stable enough to just blow that on tickets last minute. And also festival tickets, and also $2,000 hotels, and you know what I mean? The shit like that. Because I'm going to eat and smoke. Yeah. And, yeah, and weed, and food, hella food. Hella food. And it's just too much. So that's, we we are going to go next year. Ca- catch us at New York Film Festival 2022. 2022 that's confirmed. Sure. Like, we're ta- we're calling it now, like uh, one year from now. Meet me there. Hopefully, we'll be there because my film is in it. Yes. But I ain't going to say, that's all I'm going to say. It's going to be called What Up Ho Chi Man. It's like, nah, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New York Film Festival is this month. And the lineup is insane like because you know what i i this is why i want to bring it up is because all of these like og filmmakers are coming out with movies this year like joel cohen not the cohen brothers just one of them just joel cohen it's the one everybody likes the one everybody the the one that they're both fucking amazing uh directors and writers but joel cohen is the more artistic one the more you know what i mean the more filmish one and then Ethan Cohen is just kind of like doing it for funsies because he quit because he didn't want to make movies anymore. But Joel Cohen obviously continuing it. But uh, Joel Cohen's making a movie. Guillermo del Toro's making a movie. Paul Thomas Anderson's coming out with a movie. All these OG directors are coming out. So I feel like after all the slander of where cinema is at in these days, I feel like all the OGs are like, you know what? This is basically a big like shut up, like hush. You know what I mean, like hush up moment, to where it's like we're all about to drop to like, you know what I mean, to really show you like, hey, nothing's changed. You know what I mean, like I just I'm and that makes me even more excited because I'm just like, fuck yeah, like we're about to be like in an era. Like, 2021 is lined up to be like a great movie year. Like, there's about to be so many like great releases, even ones we probably don't even know about yet. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And and I feel like Paul Thomas Anderson's it's I've heard it's gonna drop November twenty sixth, but like Paul Thomas Anderson, like from his like sources haven't announced anything. So but it's been like there's been so many rumors of that he's gonna drop this year. But who knows, you know what I mean? Um yeah, but I'm just super excited about Joel Cohen's movie. Um, he's gonna make the tragedy of Macbeth, starring Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand, and produced by A twenty four. That sounds like an Oscar winner to mm-hmm. me. That just sounds like Oscar bait mm-hmm. to me. Like that's uh, Joe Cohen, one of the Cohen brothers, Denzel Washington, Francis McDormand, and A twenty four producing. <laughs> Um, yeah, you could probably mark that. <laughs> but um, yeah, eight, yeah, eight twenty-four. Joe Cohen, Denzel, Francis McDormand. That's like a dream team. That's like, like, how the fuck can you beat that? So it's just, and I think that drops in uh, November, December. I want to say, but I'm just excited because that's one of the films that's gonna premiere it hasn't been in any festivals yet 
It's going to like opening night of New York Film Festival. They're playing Tragedy Macbeth. Macbeth. Like, I remember I literally while I was looking at tickets for like how much it would be, I saw like the the schedule, and it said opening night, which is a Friday. Mm-hmm. It says Tragedy of Macbeth, and I'm like, holy shit! Imagine like you just show up, and you, that's like the the kickoff. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's crazy. I I would freak out. I'd be fucking nerding the fuck out. And then they're also showing uh Dune. They're they're premiering they're premiering Dune there, which comes out in October, October twenty second. I'm fucking excited. I have those reminders set. A lot of shit dropping this month and next month. This month yeah, September and October. I just saw the Conjuring two or whatever. Not the Conjuring uh Malignant. Uh, yeah, Insidious two essentially. It's malignant. It's the same director. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I I was gonna ask you about that. Like, I literally just found out about that when we when I opened up Letterbox, where I logged into my account that mm. says just Rob DMV on Letterbox. <laughs> I saw that in the bottom, mm-hmm. so I was like, "Oh yeah. shit!" And it said September 10th. I was like, "That's next week." Yeah, September 10th. <laughs> Let me announce since these come out on Thursdays. I'm just gonna announce what comes out for you guys listening tomorrow. Or yes. if you go to opening night. So what I'm going to go see, September 10th, I'm going to go see for sure The Card Counter with Oscar Isaac because I support Hispanic actors. Mm-hmm. And then, and it's also written and directed by Paul Schrader. And for people who don't, for people who don't know who, who that is, Paul Schrader wrote um, Taxi Driver. Oh, so he's like 90 years old. <laughs> he's pretty old, but... <laughs> um, but yeah, Paul Schrader, he also did for his newer, if you know one of his newer films, First Reformed with Ethan Hawke. Have you heard of that? Not a huge Hawke fan. Really? Yeah. My dad, uh, he, for my birthday, he bought me a Training Day t-shirt. Nice. And he bought me it because he's like, I knew Nate would like this because it's the only Training Day shirt I ever saw with Ethan Hawke on it. <laughs> and he was like, so I bought it. Because <laughs> every, everybody knows who the real star in the movie is. Yeah, like if you see a training day, anything, it's only Denzel. Like yeah. there's no Ethan Hawke on a fucking shirt. You know what I mean? So my dad was like, shit, I've never seen an Ethan Hawke training day. I mean, that is a, that's <laughs> a good pick. That's a good find. But so, yeah, and it was like a DGK uh, shirt, mm-hmm, like skateboarding mm-hmm, shirt. Mm-hmm, so it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, um, what was I talking about? We were talking about looking at the card counter. Stuff uh, coming out September, October. Stuff you're going to see on opening night, September 10th. Yeah, September 10th, uh, I'm seeing the card counter. That's what I'm most excited for. And then, obviously, I want to see Malignant. We can pro- we're can we probably going to go see Malignant. Because you should go see Malignant. I need to hear the score. That would be fucking awesome. And my stomach hurts just thinking about it. I'm so nervous. We can probably just go see it. Like that'll probably be our new thing. It's just go see, go to the movies right here at Harkins. Like, hey, the world opening back up. It's just cinema podcast. Why not? And we're oh, we should announce right now. We're gonna go see Shang Chi yes. right after we're right done after recording. This. So get ready we for. We might me. even cut this a little short, guys. Sorry. Yeah, this might be uh, like a shorter, not an hour and a half for sure. This is yeah. probably going to be like hour fifteen maximum. I could. We can definitely continue the combo on the next GDT episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On our next episode, we where you'll hear our Shang Chi review. Yeah. I just feel like I'm going to love it. Yeah. I have a feeling. And GDT is one of those people who deserves a long forum. 
because mm-hmm. we almost did three of his movies. We literally couldn't pick. Well, I could. That let, we have to announce that <laughs> we could not pick movies. We just picked his most famous ones. Yeah, we were so, like Shape of Water and Pacific. Chronos. Yeah. Oh, we did Pacific, Pacific we Rim. Rim. Then we switched. And then we wanted to do Blade Two. Yeah. And then we want to do Hellboy. I think we might end up talking about because I mean Amanda was like, we should just watch all of his movies. Yeah. Said, He's yeah. definitely a director I don't <laughs> mind watching yeah. all every single every one. Single one of those movies, I was like, those are all up my fucking alley. It's like he takes Nate's interest and then puts him inside of a sci-fi like film. fantasy world. Yeah. Which he's a god at. Like no one builds worlds like Guillermo del Toro. No. And uh Pan's Labyrinth. Just his whole come up story of being like a, just a Mexican filmmaker is like born from Mexico. So inspiring. Like I literally I went on YouTube and looked up his uh, best director uh, Oscar speech. Cry I cried like real tears. I was just like that is so fucking cool. Like just seeing like this Mexi- fat Mexican dude just being like I just really like movies and that's it. And he was like I don't know he's just so such a genuine like person. Mm-hmm. And even when he watches movies you can tell he's just this. Just whatever, dude. He's just kind of like, like never heard nothing bad about him. Everyone else, like around him, loves him, and like he's um, the reason why Ron Perlman is like who he is. <laughs> yeah, like in Chrono, his performance in Chronos, Ron Perlman's is like hilarious because mm-hmm. he speaks. I think they're friends in real life. <laughs> they have to be. He speaks Spanish, but he speaks terrible Spanish. In Kronos, so it's just it's just funny to me. He sounds like Ron Perlman, but just speaking Spanish. Is, Don't de estar a biblioteca. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just funny, like hearing. I don't know. Kronos is one of my favorite movies from him, like top three from Guillermo del Toro. But I also a movie that you would like rob from him, but I I don't know if you've seen called it's called Mimic. It's seen a, it. You seen 15, it? Fifteen thousand million times. Okay, so hear me out. One of the first pair of titties I ever saw. So here, so hear me out. I was like four. <laughs> I remember it. So I watched it. I've never seen it. So I watched it for the first time, and I couldn't get through it. I was just like, this is fucking terrible. It is. And I'm just like, but I was also like, Rob would love this. Yeah. Because you know what it is? It, was, it came out around the same time as that movie Species. Yeah, it, it came was, out in like was, 97, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, so it was just like those movies like Deep Impact, Armageddon. It was one of those like... Ridiculous. We need you to put out something that's and, literally but, exactly like this other But that's movie. the thing is that Guillermo del Toro said with Mimic, he was like, I wanted to make a B movie, but execute it in an A movie way. And he did that. And I'm just like... And that's what I was telling Minda. It's just, I can't do B movies. He dude. knew it was... That's how you know B movies have a place in somebody's land. Because he even knows, like, not everybody's going to fucking sit here and be like, oh, he used the anamorphic lens. Like, <laughs> no, he was like, he was like, I'll get a fucking... sci-fi movie and let's make it about an alien that goes around copying people. Fucking, what else did I watch? I tried watching The Devil's Backbone, but I couldn't find a version with English subtitles. I've only found versions that have... They're Spanish with Spanish The subtitles. Devil's Backbone, as in you talking about La Espina de Diablo? The Spine of the Devil? The Road in Mexico? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make that up? No. Oh. There's a road. Mauro talks about it all the time. There's this That's ex- probably it. extremely dangerous road. What? 
No, I I got that on purpose. It's, you see, it's picking up like, actually, uh, yeah, yeah. That's but, probably it. Yeah, like the devil. I guess I never heard of that. Yeah, Marlo says it's like this super dangerous road in Mexico. That's like a mountain in this, like some parts when you're turning around the corner, it turns into one lane for some reason, mm-hmm. and people die. Like all oh, he said, you look over the cliff and there's like cars at the bottom of the ravine. And oh shit. yeah, no. I, I so no I idea. wonder if that was like I was like oh shit the devil's back on maybe I didn't I didn't watch it I because I don't speak Spanish yeah so I need subtitles but like I <laughs> like I won't be able to like watch a whole movie in Spanish like I still need subtitles but like like we only know me and Menda and Titi we only know like phrases and like short sentences y'all know Chicano yeah like, Chicano Spanish. level like mm hmm. And like if you re- yeah like if you really like depends on your job like you know those keywords like in Spanish mm-hmm. but um <laughs> but um what was I saying yeah Devil's Backbone couldn't watch it uh Pan's Labyrinth fucking great best sci-fi movie of all time best like depiction of the devil like ever I'm trying to think of the depictions of the devil I've seen. I can't think of anything else, to be honest. Nobody ever shows uh, the him the devil. In that. They never show him in like angelic. Al- he's always some suave dude. Al Pacino. Yeah, you <laughs> see what I'm saying? Like it's always like some suave dude. Like he's rarely ever like a monster or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Or uh, count little dicky. <laughs> Not little dicky. Uh, it is little dicky, right? Little Nicky. Little Dicky Roberts is the porn film. Dickie Roberts with Nick Swartzen. <laughs> when I say like, if you look it up on IMDb, I bet you it has like a one star. I watched that movie a thousand times. Really? Because it it's just this one. I don't know what else happens in this movie, <laughs> but when he when he orgasms, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> he goes like that. He just. He, <laughs> Wait, this is a movie? No, his name is Bucky Larson. Bucky That's Larson. his name. He goes, he goes, <laughs> Wait, wait, Nick Swartzen? Yes. Okay, that makes sense. For some, I in my head, I was thinking Nick Offerman. Oh, hell no. No, no, I, that, no. In my, when you said Nick, I was like, Nick Offerman. Like, <laughs> like no, absolutely not. Did he you ever watch never a... never stoop that low. No offense, Nick Swartzen. I love you, but. Nick Swartzen, have, did you ever watch his show? On Comedy Central? I think it only went for, like, one season. No. Nick Swartzen, Pretend Time? Is it up there? Oh, Pretend Time. Nick Swartzen on Bucky Larson, Pretend Time, and The Critics. Oh, that's a whole article. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out Nick Swartzen. He's, like, an unspoken legend. I feel like he needs way more respect. Yeah, Bucky he's, Larson he's in born same, to be a star. He's in that same, uh, like. What's the rating on Letterbox for Bucky Larson? Oh, we about to find. What does out. it say? That shit's about to say half a star. You know, what does it say half will keep for us? It's a low. Did every half a star, half a star. Wait, no, go to it. Half a star. Like, yeah, click on the. 
What does it say, the average? 1.3? <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lowest rating I've ever seen. <laughs> Fucking Bucky. Directed by Tom Brady. Huh? It says directed by Tom Brady. That can't be that Tom Brady. Look. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, not that Tom Brady. He did the hot chick. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Tom Brady. Not, not he was the, like in not all the, the movies. Seven-time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. Anyways, this fucking... we're off on a tangent. <laughs> I want to bring this back. Guillermo del Toro. Uh, Devil's Backbone. Wasn't able to watch it. Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, uh, Hellboy. Obviously. Blade 2. Did he, he did Hellboy 1 and 2? Yeah, both of them. Okay. Golden Army. Never seen Golden Army. But, you uh, never saw that? Mm-mm. Uh, you Hellboy, I've seen a million times. I feel like every... If you've seen Hellboy, you've seen Hellboy a million times. There's no just watching right. it once. Yeah. Um, oh, sure. there's all the movies I watched. Yeah. I watched all those this week. Woman in the Window, Tangerine, Buried. I rewatched Buried. Holy shit, does that movie still hold up. Right, that's one of the best movies ever. Like... Oh my God, Bury! If you, <laughs> Buried is great. Buried is one of the best. Like I can't praise that film enough for just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I watched Skyfall, the best James Bond movie, the only good one. I'm lying. That's not the only. <laughs> That's the best. That's one. the one every when you think of the movie. Yeah. Of, what's his name becoming Daniel Craig becoming 007? Mm-hmm. Skyfall is the Skyfall, one. Skyfall. I don't even know the rest. of It, it. has the best villain, the best cinematography, the best Action story. Sequences. Yeah, the best. A- Roger Deakins also on the cinematography in Skyfall. Nice. And uh, that's the one where he. Well, I mean, I hope this is a specific. I don't want. I'm not a huge 007 fan, but is that the one where he jumps on top of the train and he lands on his feet? Yeah, and he's like fixes himself when he okay, lands. Okay, that's my favorite that's one Skyfall. for sure. That yeah. was, that's the opening scene, bro. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. I said, I'm watching this movie after I saw that scene. Dude, I was like, I'm sitting watching this whole movie. I, I um, I my mind was blown. When I when I saw it, because that was the first time I saw Skyfall. That was my first 007 movie. Because when Pierce Brosnan did, I was like, I don't want to see this. That's just boring. This shit was corny. <laughs> but me and my brother watched Casino Royale a shit ton, like on repeat almost, like because we loved like every scene. We just love Casino Royale. We just like gambling movies, really. Yeah. But um, because we have anxiety, you know. But anyways, <laughs> um, Hellboy. I just love the World War, like the opening scene where it's like the Nazi Germany and it has the guy with like the, the gas mask. Yes, yes. Like the, and he gets and he stabbed. Just, the guy with the knife and he does the thing. Mm-hmm. And he ends up, like, or the shit like flies everywhere and he ends up getting stabbed mm-hmm. and then he looks back and he's gone. Mm-hmm. I just love that whole opening that scene. That whole opening sequence was shot beautifully. It's great. Great color grading. I like the colors of that entire movie, like that blue. That was the birth of my like Guillermo del Toro love. I didn't have no idea who he was, but like that's my introduction. It's because of you I found out that I like directors. Once you told me all the movies he did, I was like, oh, I love Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, like, I he's like I a, love Quentin Tarantino. He's a great. He's like he's a legend. I was like, I've watched all of his movies at least five times. Yeah, except for Chronos, obviously. Uh, Crimson Peak. It's okay. Is that a TV show? It's pretty good. No, it's on Netflix. It's a movie. Oh. Uh, with, uh, what's his name? Tom Hiddleston. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. With Loki, yeah. Wait a minute, you said that's the movie? No, that is the movie. That's the movie you told me to watch. Yeah. Yeah, what? Because they have Pan's Labyrinth and Crimson Peak on Netflix. Okay. Those I are... need to watch Pan's Labyrinth again. And then, I haven't uh, seen that in like 20 years. Uh, but, uh, Pacific Peak. Rim? I saw that in theaters. I feel like we all saw it in theaters, right? Yes. And we had it on DVD and I watched it. Pacific Rim? Every day. Blew my mind. I was like, this is fucking great because it was realistic. He said that. He literally said... I didn't want these things to look like cheesy. He was trying to make them look like Gundams, but he was like, but it's real life. Yeah. So he went down even to like the shots that he chose to show you that these things yeah, I just are loved, mechanical. Yeah, right? I loved how slow they moved. Like, because they're so fucking big. Yeah. Even through the water. Yeah, like. Especially through the water. Like, they're so big that like if something that big were to actually, like those like huge robots don't fucking move like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, mm-hmm. They gotta go like fucking. Even with them. Even the newer model of the Australian dudes, that Mm -hmm. one moves faster than the other ones, but it still was like, Mm -hmm. you're a 400-foot robot. Mm -hmm. And the way that they explain the mechanics is like, he goes into diesel, he's like, uh, what did he say, a 1,200 diesel engine arm? So it's like to think that there's like 1,200 diesel engines moving a shoulder joint That's crazy. of something. And then they were like the muscle fibers are made out of something. It's like the detail they went into for That's every insane. single thing. That's why I like me. People like me like that stuff. Like I want to know if this is a like I want to imagine that in another universe, they're fighting giant monsters right now. That's what I want to know. And also with Guillermo del Toro coming out with Nightmare Alley, which is a remake, um, coming out this December. As I'm pretty excited for that. New, I'm always excited for new Guillermo del Toro. If he, Guillermo del Toro touches anything, it's going to be fucking sick. And uh, he's going to remake Pinocchio soon. It's rumored. And then uh, his short film, Geometria. Uh, I watched that on YouTube. And it's pretty fucking... It's not good, but it's a short film, you know? Like, it's you, hard for that to be good. Yeah, like, there's only so much you can do. Blade 2, of course. Blade 2. Not of course, actually. That was something when I found out he did that. That was crazy. And then, honestly, I didn't know he did Hellboy 2, the Golden Age. I didn't either. I just thought he it did the first sense, one. It makes sense, though. It wasn't terrible. Let me just say that. It wasn't but, the uh, first one, but it wasn't terrible. But the movie of the hour... Shape of Water. Oh boy, where's that docket at? Is this bestiality? Um, no, because he's a god. He's not like a just a fish. That's know? true. He's sentient. Um, so what was it like? You guys haven't Jesus seen it before, Christ. which is exciting. I'm ex- You guys had no idea what it was about. Nope. So what was it like, Rob, watching it for the first time? It's GDT, so you have to give him time. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? The opening sequence of her sleep. Yeah. And you're like... Because the first thing I told Amanda, I was yeah, like... She, she's sleeping underwater. Yeah, yeah. I was She's like, dreaming. That was like... I didn't know what... I thought they were starting out like she's a mermaid. Oh. this person. Because the yeah. way that the camera pans into the cave thing. It's great, right? I was like... I was like, is this mer person I, trying to live like a human? I was also... Right. Gonna, yeah. I thought I was gonna ask you, did you notice anything in particular about the cinematography? It was green. Not cinema. What do you mean notice anything in particular? That in the movie there's no not at any point in the film there's no still shots. 
the camera is always moving. The camera is never still. I feel like I wouldn't notice something like that because I feel like he, now that you mentioned something, he does that in a lot of his movies. It's very rarely ever like a, I'm just sitting here and there's somebody talking. Because mm-hmm. yeah, even in Hellboy, he's talking to, what's her name? He, he pans around her. When she and, was sitting in the bus, it was still moving too. Mm-hmm. It's like the bus is literally moving to the background. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, there's no like, She's not like if this still. mic is the camera phone, like, or camera phone. <laughs> if this mic was just, if it was the camera, it, like, even if it was, like, a still moment, mm-hmm. the camera would be, like, moving like that. Yeah. Like it's underwater. Yeah, exactly. Like, it would be, like, barely moving. Mm-hmm. But I noticed that, like, the and the I camera guess, the camera never stopped. It was always, like, in motion. I think I felt that, but I never would have noticed It's that. like a subconscious thing. Yeah, I noticed that it was, like, not anxious, but you felt that unease. Like she, you felt like she didn't fit. Mm-hmm. You felt that. And uh, so, yeah, how did you uh, like it? Like, how did you? What, like, you just your thoughts on it, since it was your first time, like you know, watching it. The fuck! And I was like, <laughs> is this the thing from Hellboy? I thought it was Ape? like I was like, is this thing related to Ape Sapien? It could be. It looks just I, like. I promise you, knowing GDT, there's some kind of like. Because I'm pretty sure Abe's, remember we were talking, I'm pretty sure Abe Sapien was found in South America much like this guy yeah. was. So, I don't know if it was like a species down there or something like that. Maybe. Uh, the first thing I the thought. The makeup was for sure influenced by Abe. Yeah. Like, not a doubt. Not even a question. He was a, a he was a way, looks like a more uh, feral Abe. Like, yeah, Abe looks Abe a little more human. More evolved, yeah. if you want to say. And then this thing... Because he couldn't even speak English, and Abe could speak. Yeah, he's fucking a genius. Yeah, so... But, uh, but yeah. You don't know if this guy's not a genius. I mean, he can... He's a fucking god. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, what the fuck is knowledge when you can Heal. take a bullet to yeah. the goddamn chest? Oh, let's talk about the bad guy. I hated him, right? I fucking hated him. I still... From the moment he walked on the screen, I was like, he's the bad guy. Guy, which is great. Which is great like psychology. Yeah, like he had him dressed in dark clothes, mm-hmm. and the way he was lit, he had shadows like over his eyes. That's mm-hmm. always the psychological way to light people. That and that evil. guy's face is just made like he just that. Looked, What's his name? Oh, uh, Mendo. Who? Mendo. Michael Shannon. Yeah, yeah. Michael Shannon always looks like a bad guy, and he is always a bad guy. He was Zod. He was. He okay. Was a, he had a different haircut. He had he the weird ass. He was the stepdad in Eight Mile who got his ass whooped. What the fuck? This dude's a legend. Bad Boys Two. He was a bad guy in Bad Boys Two. I forgot about that. Oh my god. He was oh, a he, premium he's rush. A, he plays a good army guy. Yeah, that guy. He uh, was in Premium Rush. Shout out Joseph. Gordon yeah, Lovett. that guy gets mad respect. When I saw him. I told Amanda, I was like, oh, he's definitely the bad guy. Yeah, I'm for gonna sure. I'm going to hate him. Yeah, fuck him. I was like, I'm going to hate him. The whole uh, wash his hands before and then takes a piss like this. Don't talk about his... <laughs> Don't talk about his hands. Dude, that's pretty gross. When he just ripped that shit off. <laughs> he just ripped that shit off, dude. And that uh, shit was all black. He, Rob was literally, like, gagging. Like, I, uh, when he ripped his... No, dude, was, I couldn't tell. It was the pus. He like squeezed it and, like, uh, and um, <laughs> costume design. Great. I love K 
can we just talk about the green thing? Because I I had to research it afterwards. The I know my first time when I watched it when it came out. I didn't get shit except there's a lot of green in this movie. Mm-hmm. And then obviously they say it in when I rewatched it. They literally fucking tell you in a way, not, yeah, not yeah. directly, but mm-hmm. they say green is the future. Green is the future. Uh huh. And they were like, and I told Amanda, you, I, again, I'm still trying to figure out how to like see that when I'm watching. Maybe I don't want to. I kind of like to watch movies as I still am not looking at them like mm-hmm. a piece of where I'm just a movie goer. Yeah. But I, I did notice like the, when he would be like apprehensive to green, like the way he treated his candy, his, his when car, he got the car and they were the like, he was like, it's not green. And it was just like when, was when so the offensive. when the gay friend mm-hmm. when he painted the jello red he was like that's what the guy said he was like they want the jello to be green green is the future green is the future yeah and then the, the green, yeah just green everything really like literally the soap the pie the the yeah hey key lime pie but it was hilarious seeing that it but then he stacked it up inside of his in the fridge, fridge. there's like that a was shit like, ton of them there's no change that was that signified like. He, he's just been waiting. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing. He's by himself. There's no change in his life. Mm-hmm. He's doing the same thing every single day, and nothing has happened. And uh, what else was great? I loved the 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 time it was in, 1962. Mm-hmm. That was perfect. Like, in the middle of the fucking Cold War. Mm-hmm. And um, I like how they didn't go too deep into, like, why they had this creature. It was just like, this is the government and this is what they do. And I love, what I love about Guillermo del Toro in all his films is he, he makes, so I've talked about representation in, in, for different races uh, in film many times on this podcast. But what I love, he, Guillermo del Toro makes movies that I want to make because he doesn't, spoon feed you messages Mm -hmm. he doesn't make fucking queen and slim you know what i mean he doesn't yeah like he makes movies to where it's like it's just there you know what i mean like the whole the racism in the shape of water like it's not fucking in your face it's just like just a very just sliver it, it was of the part because you already fucking because yeah. you already fucking know it's 1962. It's like no shit. There was racism. He, he's not trying to. He's not pacifying these people who are like, why didn't you explore it more? And he was like, what the fuck? You gotta explore it more. It's, you see the way she kept calling everybody. It was subtle things like her calling everybody sir. Still, mm-hmm. her uh, speaking and being very like modest mm-hmm. and I and like, like even how he didn't make her a meek woman though. She was still very like and like even in the diner when the. When the guy kicked mm-hmm. out the black couple. Like, that was it. Yeah, that's all you need. It's like, oh, that's the time of... And then the way he reacted to the gay man. He was like, you need to go too, old man. It's a family And it's just restaurant. like, that's... I, and any other director... Like, if that movie was made today, that would be such... That would be what the film is about. Like, they would just make such a racial metaphor like parallel to it I mean they it. said if you read about it they say that's exactly what he was doing it was a No but what was, I what I mean is they're not make he's not making the movie about it you know what I mean uh, You mean you're not he, you're not making it the centerpiece Yeah he's not fucking like spoon feeding that shit to you he's making a beautiful film you can still watch the movie and not sense that you know what I mean You can watch it face value and be like that was a great fucking movie you know? mm, I, don't, I can't do that. Every movie I've seen like that, I know 
You, because that's what she was trying. Well, to I'm not say. saying it's not there. You know I'm just I'm saying, saying like, I can't. I can't. I've never been able. Every movie that has that message. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I have to like see it. I'm like, mm-hmm. when you say it's the 1960s, I go. I mean, I'm a black guy, so I have to mm-hmm. go like it's the 1960s. So my yeah. brain is already like. And I just, I just like what he did, whereas he didn't make that a big fucking deal. No, is because that's fucking that's how it was. That's how like, it was. Yeah. Like you, we. That's what I mean. It's like we already fucking know. You know what I mean? Right, like, but he was also still showing, like, speaking out against it. Like, she's like, we can't let this thing die because it's different. Because mm-hmm. he was talking, just from the line of him saying, if we're made in God's image, then who is he made in? And he said, I guess God looks like us. And then he was like, I'm sure more like me. That was an overt, yeah, that's, God I was is like, a white man. That was an overt, God yeah. is a white man, there's no way he could look like a black man. Yeah. That was very And then that's not even a big part of the movie. No, but that's just like, like God damn. You yeah, are, that's just like one line. It adds that, to the dickishness. Yeah, that him. made you that makes you remind like he doesn't make racism a part of the film. No. He makes it a part of that character yeah. and the person who at the diner. Like people. Like not he's not making times. it like a fucking racial like Oh my God! People were fucking terrible back then. It's like mm-hmm. we fucking know people yeah. were terrible. So I just hate when people. It was like, a more realistic terrible. It wasn't like they're Hollywooding it up. It's like no, he was just people back then. Literally, just thought they were better than you, and they spoke to you. They spoke down to you like mm-hmm. that. It wasn't always like let's go and lynch him up by a tree. Sometimes it was very like y'all will only. It's just sometimes it's just hey, get the fuck out. Yeah, we're fu- like you don't fucking belong here. Like all of the help was black. <laughs> So that was, it was like, so you're right. It wasn't like in your face, but it lets you know, like, hey, man. Yeah. But and that's why, dude, that's how I, like, if you're going to make a timepiece, make it like that. Make it a timepiece. Don't piece. fucking make it like, oh, fucking white people. Like, every other scene is like, oh, get the fuck out of here, you fucking beaner or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like, no, like, just make it fucking people are segregated. That's it. Like, I, I don't know. I just, I hate when a lot of new movies now, like, just go fucking overboard with this, like, it has to be about race or these fucking problems. It's just like, yes, we know how the 60s were and the 50s mm-hmm. were for other races. Or, and I don't know. It's just, it fucking it blows my mind, especially when it's like white directors making those kind of movies. And mm-hmm. it's like, fuck. And you don't know what you're talking about, dude. Shut up. And I just, and I, but to be honest, I don't like it when, you know, people of, like, directors of color do that because it's just like, you're really like, you have the opportunity to make a big budget like feature film and you're gonna do this like just make something like original and like creative like i get putting out that message is cool and all but it's just like that's how you want to represent like your filmography you know what i mean like i would never make a movie about fucking cesar chavez or selena like i mean you gotta like yes those people that's one of them things though where it's like are you gonna get somewhere and then squander your opportunity to say I'm going to choose art over your people. That's but if, what that is. But it's like, if I were to make a movie about Selena, I would not put the fucking, the death in there. I wouldn't make it some kind of like tragedy. I would make it to where it's like, yeah, that happened. Like, I wouldn't even put it in the film. I would just put like, at maybe at the end, like from this year to this year she lived, whatever. You know what I mean? I just don't like it when people are like, make that fucking tragic ending, like, to remind you how terrible shit is, you know what I mean? I mean, that... Yeah, because that's, that's real life, wait, isn't I it? Just say, when you because it's one of those things where you keep... You ask for movies that are real, but then it's like, but that is real, like, people die But we don't need to sucks. be reminded of this shit that's, like, 
Yeah, that's how the real world you, you is. You can't you know have I mean? both. You can't be like, oh, let it be art and then let it reflect the. You can't. Art you is, can. is an escape. Yeah, are you, you can. asking for escapism or are you asking for reality? You can't have both. Yeah, you can. You can't have escapism and reality. People, Selena died and it broke thousands of people's hearts. I'm not so saying that. I'm saying, not saying that didn't so happen. Saying I'm not going to put that in the movie. To a lot of people, that sounds selfish because it really, really. God is my fucking movie. Exactly. I'll say I'll make whatever the fuck I want. That's, That's what I'm saying. If you want to be selfish, be selfish. Yeah. But, but all I'm saying is, when I just talk, hate people, that other people do. People it. People talk about art and they get so selfish with it. Every time you talk about art, you say, "I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't." It's art is. I've always said that, and we can disagree. Mm-hmm. It's never about you. Art is not about you. If you're going to be a Mexican director yeah. and you know there's only like two of them or three of them, don't be a dick about it. Don't get up there and say, well, I'm going to be this guy. Because it's like, dude, there's so I just many how Mexican the- men who want to be where you are. Yeah. And then there's so many people who don't respect you all as a mm-hmm. people. For you to get up there and say, I'm not doing that because I don't want to. A lot of Mexicans will feel like you're saying, fuck y'all. I'm just saying... I to hit, leave out tragedy. I get what you're saying, Nate. I'm just saying, why if if if, if it is, I'm gonna, say, if it, I'm gonna say this. I'm saying my opinion you is sound that sound kind of privileged right now. All I'm saying is is that if it's our people's tragedy and everyone knows about it, everybody but, doesn't know about it. That's no, that's what, what I'm saying. If I'm a brown person, I think that's your. Uh, I think that's your Arizona show. You think everybody knows? If I'm a brown person, and I, it's safe to say. 95% of people know who Selena is. No, that's not safe to say. It's pretty safe to say. No, I'm because, telling you, no, 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 not as popular as you think. She's a fucking superstar. To what Mexicans. The, she was fucking from Texas. What are you talking about? She's Mexican a fucking... She, Texas. I really she, think you don't understand. So, so, You've never been... You have... I promise you. Live outside of where you live and you so ask, here's a, Go so, to Nebraska and so, say, you so, know who Selena is? And will be like, who? I'm talking about brand, brown people. So I'm saying is that... But there, if, but, but I'm, if what I'm saying is not, that a lot of people know about the tragedy that happened to Selena. I don't have to include that in the not, movie. Because why, the, why, ha- why do I have to remind people that that happened? Because there's a lot of people... I don't, you, don't, you're not, you keep saying remind as if you keep saying everybody already knows. That's not true. Zoe doesn't know who Selena is. And she's Mexican. It's not my job to teach her. And that, that right there a is your, movie? that's your generation's ignorance right there. I don't, I don't have to. You don't that's have what I'm to. Saying. I'm just, I'm not telling you you have to, but don't sit here and act like it's not somebody's job. Because that is not, that you talk about movies and you only talk about it in the fact of like it's technology and cinema, but it's storytelling and that goes back tens of thousands of years of to course. how people know about themselves. Yeah. So for you to say I don't want to do that, that's fine. You can be selfish, I'm just saying I don't have just to, I'm just saying I don't say, I want you to be aware when you say it, you I'm sound say, like I'm, a selfish prick. What you I'm, sound like one of them people who say I'm going to get big and I'm going to do what I want cuz What I I'm like saying it. is that I don't have You're to put tra- I don't want to put trauma say, in my I movies. I want to play this song. That's fine to not put trauma in your movies, but your people are from trauma just like mine. I understand Period. that. So for you to say I don't want to put that's fine to say you Why don't do I have to put trauma in my movie? Nobody's saying you have to. Stop saying why do you have to? You keep saying I'm not That's what put it, it I'm in just there. saying that's what it's sounding like. No, you're saying I'm not going to put it in there. That's fine to not put that in your movie. And you that's why I have to. Yeah, and that's but my just opinion. Just know you sound privileged. 
Brown people, a lot of brown men who don't have it like you do, even at this moment. They don't have a brother-in-law who can set up a podcast for them. There's a lot of brown people who are living 19 to a house who don't got a quiet time to record a podcast. I'm saying, since I've been here, you got to be careful how you say that stuff, man. Because at some point, it is your responsibility to tell the story of brown people. White people don't understand shit else but tragedy. So you have to put it in the movie for them to say, damn, I finally feel bad for you. Because there's a bunch of white people who think Mexicans got it good. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of white people who think black people got it good. We are still only 30% of the country. To say everyone knows about Selena, and I'm saying us as in black and brown. Mm-hmm. We're still only 30% of the country, getting closer to 40. I think we're closer to 50 almost. But all I'm saying is, for you to say that's not my job, and to mm. know that you have a brown niece, mm. that scares me. Because I can't teach her shit about that. Mm. I don't fucking know who Cedar Chavez is. I don't know who those people you just met. I don't know, I don't know one Selena song. I know the movie and that she died. Mm. As a black man, I know that about her. So that makes me sad because I'm like, somebody killed her like somebody killed Otis Redding. Somebody killed her like they killed all of our famous black people. Mm-hmm. They shot, their people's dad shot him, uh... I can't think of his name right now. Fucking, uh, not Otis Redding. Marvin Gaye. His mm-hmm. dad shot him. Because he was gay. Sure. Mm. That's why I heard. Yeah. That's not why. Marvin Gaye got pussy. He's from D.C. There's a lot of hoes he took down there. <laughs> I heard it was because he came out. No. His dad shot him because the same reason why Shalina got shot. You're not giving me money. And now you're famous and you're not giving me enough respect. Mm. All I'm saying is, you don't have to put it in your movies. Mm-hmm. And again, you already I, said no, when you talk to Angelo, you're going you're to saying. see. You're going to see it when you talk to Angelo. I'm telling you right now, what you're saying is selfish, and there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with it because you're mm-hmm. 21. Yeah, I understand. Everyone is like that when they're 21. I get, I get what you're saying. Like, like what I'm, what I'm feeling is like, yes, that shit is important to know and to learn and to express and not let people forget about that. Not forget about the trauma and the tragedy that is right it's not to forget it's about teach you have to remember yeah, but that is it, no i'm saying it's important to not know. it's important to not forget that i don't get we when we when these people make these movies you think they're making them for people like us there's a you sound just like a lot of black people like i don't feel like making the same scene another slave i don't want to see a slave movie either mm-hmm. but there's still white people out there who deny that slavery was even ever bad they think it was a mutual agreement between black people and white people <laughs> that's ridiculous it's, and i'm it, it sounds like a joke but they legitimately in their head cannot wrap around their mind around the fact that the civil war was about slavery they still think it was about states rights mm-hmm. there's legit these people have what they call cognitive dissonance. Like, there's something that is legitimately not Like, it just won't go through, you. yeah. There's people out there who still think that Native Americans got the Sweden and the deal. I just heard a dude in a lift drop. I'm getting hyped because <laughs> it makes me upset to hear these people, especially these lift drivers I've been having, these white men, and they're like, you see how the Native Americans got shit and they squandered it away. It's like, bitch, you put them on shitty what? land and then made them alcoholics. That's wild. Suck my fucking dick. So when I hear you say that, it scares me because you are the generation after mm-hmm. me. After you and then it's her. 
because y'all are almost 10 years, 20 years apart. After you, there's a generation in between you. If she says, I don't give a fuck about being brown, I hope it's because we're equal by that point. Mm -hmm. If she said, I don't give a shit about being black, I hope it's because we're truly equal at that point. Mm -hmm. But that probably won't happen. You're still going to see a brown man on the side of the road getting his bag dug through simply just because he was walking down the street. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. You're gonna see brown dudes. Like I understand. All I'm saying is that like I would I would never want to write a Cesar Chavez script or a Selena script. I would never want to show those things because it's like why the fuck like because that's what how that's just how I view it. It's just why do I have to keep you know what dude? There's already a Selena. I'm gonna just say it because it's just like I was watching uh, Tiger Belly today and Kalila. They were like. You know who really supports Koreans is Filipinos. You, I watch all of these people who are different. They're minorities. And you just find out one thing. That is the thing that connects us, period. You can try to make a movie without that. The only people that are going to support that movie are white people. Mm-hmm. Because we are tragedy I, in this country. It's just that every person I, of I color. just don't believe that. Like, I can't make... Like, it just seems... With, like it's not possible to make the movie. Like, like, why can't, it, like can why can't I make it. an original fucking movie? You know what I mean? Like Kronos. Like, you know what I mean? You like, can do that. Like, that but doesn't you know involve, what? When people see your face... That doesn't involve once any you poke, other... Once you poke your head out, you could be Nathan McGeorge, and your name doesn't even, di- doesn't even dignify brown, like you're brown. Once they see your face, and they find out you're from Arizona, your responsibility kicks in. Sorry. They're mm-hmm. gonna be like, "Hey, dude, like, and you you want to show Phoenix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every part of your fe- every part. And I don't, ha- but you- I don't have to show tragedy though. Most of those I things don't have that to happen sh- in those. I don't have to show tra- all of your short do, films are tragic. I do not have not to show that. that. Av- those are tragic though. Those things, How? those concepts that you're talking about are struggle concepts. Everything that 19th Avenue, a person with one car." What does a middle American know about that shit? But what I'm saying is, like, I'm not going to make it about this fucking poor, like, person and just, like, almost glorify it. They are poor, and it will. it's not going to be glorified. It's not glorifying it. If it's a... I'm telling... A lot of people can't fathom what it's like to have one car amongst a household of eight. There's a lot of people who don't... Even black and brown people who don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know how we think that Uncut Gems is so, like, anxiety-inducing. Yeah. A movie like that you're talking about is nothing to us. There's a rich white kid who's going to watch that and be like, I could never fucking imagine having one car. <laughs> it would give them so much anxiety. <laughs> because I met these people. They're like, you don't... They just think that there's so much stuff that... I'm just going to start saying America. And when I say America, you mm-hmm. know who I'm talking about. Yeah. There's so many parts of America that are just so oblivious because they, first of all, I think tragedy sometimes from our people is to, like, get them out of their fuck. Because they like to say, oh, they can choose not to care. Mm -hmm. White people have that choice. They get to say, they get to make a whole world up in their head. That woman who, I've been watching fucking Bad Friends, sorry, guys. But that woman, the I want to be me. Yeah, yeah, that's just wild. Nate, I just want to tell you when I was watching that, I was, me and Amanda were like, that's like, we know like 80,000 people who are like her. Mm-hmm. There's so it's 
That's so fucked up. They're so desperate. These are the people why you need mm-hmm. tragedy. And I can't remember. Psychology talks about it. Something about tragedy. That's sometimes that's the only way you get people to have. What we need more than anything is we don't need sympathy. We got that mm. by the droves. We, we don't need your sympathy. We need you to know what it's be like to be us. Mm-hmm. You know it sucks. But can you can we put you in the seat of anxiety? When mm-hmm. we watched Uncut Gems, we were all like, "Is he gonna fucking make it? Mm-hmm. Is he gonna fucking make it?" Or fucking even uh, Shawshank Redemption, mm-hmm. the entire movie, the entire three-hour movie. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of on the edge of your seat, like this dude ain't gonna make it out of mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. He like just... Dan, in real life, you're like, yeah, I've been there. Mm-hmm. The Truman Show, like all of those. Movies, I think that's where our, you look at it like I look at music. Like how you like Kanye, how you love Jesus, and how I hated it. Because it's a technical thing. Mm-hmm. It's also a love for it, but it's like you know at the core what movies were from the beginning. But mm-hmm. you also have to remember when movies came out. Mm-hmm. Who, was, who was running it? The entire basis of how cinema is... Mm-hmm. Is Eurocentric. Mm-hmm. The way that is ran, the way that is taught, the way that the people that get worshipped in it. Name one person of color. You guys love those fucking people that I don't know from back then, like the 50s actors that you love. Mm-hmm. Steve McQueen and all these. I could give two shits about those people. Because yeah. I don't fuck, I don't, I can't connect to this motherfucker <laughs> yeah. from Adam. I think you told me that, yeah. I don't, and then the stuff that I hear them say from, they're people of their time, but still kiss my ass. Mm-hmm. You're a white dude from the 50s. Mm-hmm. But still, I have nothing, I can't look at you and get nothing from you. Mm-hmm. Even the acting style from back then was so, to me, white savory. Hey, how you doing there, uh, darling? Hey, <laughs> yeah, how you yeah. doing there, Sonny Jim? Hey, you get out of there, nigger. You get the fuck out of there. And it's yeah, just yeah. like, you want me to sit here and say this <laughs> is good cinema? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. But when I, I can put myself in your shoes, I'm like, Nate's looking at this in its purest form. There were people back then who had these cameras and you had to do it on film and cut it and splice it. It is an art to it. Mm-hmm. But it's still a s- art still is always going to be a social medium first mm-hmm. you you can people have tried and tried and tried to be selfish with art yeah and the world shuns you when mm-hmm. you do that we hate you when you do that mm-hmm. because it's never for you because i can't do that mm-hmm. so if you get to the new york film festival there is a part of you should say like you and when you're brown and black we can sit here and think of a person who went the same route as us. Yeah. We bounced along. You basically had the same kind of upbringing. It's like idolizing, yeah. And then something happened and y'all just went different paths. Yeah. So there's going to be a dude who looks at Nate and be like, man, I can fucking do that. There's people who do that now because of you. Mm-hmm. How many brown podcasts are there? Exactly. No idea. If you think you don't have a responsibility now, just for the simple fact that you bringing this up is good. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you're showing that you're you are concerned about the fact that your color is connected to tragedy. I just don't like. I, I just don't and, it, do and that. you don't. I would like rather I would rather come up with an original story that is just a fucking good movie. I don't believe in, but I just that's the phrase in my head is I just don't like reminding people of trauma. It sucks. 
And if that's just not my that's not my role. I don't I want to. I was the same I'm, way when I'm, I was I, 22. I do not want to make a fucking Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. And I do not. You know what I mean? Like I don't think. And let me tell you this: when you watch some of these directors, like Brian Coogler and it, all these people, it's just to me. I don't want. So here, because how I view it is when I saw on Netflix a long time ago, it said. Uh, uh, black black cinema mm-hmm. was their category, and they had and I told you they had Fruitvale Station and Twelve Years a Slave were their mm-hmm. first two movies that they showed, and Moonlight was w- like way at. The, I'm just like you, these are your front runners yeah. for blacks, and, and black so people, so how I view it, that. so how I view it is. If I want my movies under like a brown cinema category, I do not want it to be. A fucking Selena biopic. Well, you're already pointing out... Well, like, you know what I mean? But you're pointing out a known discrepancy. Like, shit... If like, you don't make them brown like, actors, like, it like, that's what I mean. Like, movie. why can't I just make a good-ass original creative movie with brown people in it? Like, it won't be that way. Why? Because they're why white. Can't, why can't I make it that way? Because I'll do that shit myself. I don't give a fuck. You can do that, and I'm telling you, that's fine. You're not the first person of color to say it. I know I'm, and you're I'm not sure going to be not. the last. Right now, I dude, hope I'm not the last. Right now, we can barely pay for a new tripod. <laughs> yeah, I want, and that this is the part that's but that, but that's the thing. But that's the thing for me is like, I mean, this is what an artist does. If you love that shit enough, and you really, because that's for me is like, I really want this shit, and I want this shit really bad. So, like to me, it's like I don't give a fuck. Like I'll drop. I don't care how much money, like, I don't care how long I have to wait. It's just like, I want to do what I want to fucking do. You know what I mean? And And it's like, and and with, in 2021, I don't give a fuck. Uh, Like, to me, a budget is a fucking mindset. If I want to get that shit done, I don't care how much money I have to save up. If I know I can do it and calculate how long I have to wait or whatever, whatever, do all the fucking logistics of it, I'll fucking do it. But I don't believe that we... Obviously, it's been proven many times we don't need these white people. You don't need them. No, you know and I'm I mean? not even saying I believe in you just as much. I think what I'm trying not to be is a pessimist, but but I but don't get me wrong. No, I do get what you're but saying. When I was, even I'm trying to tell you, I was I'm just as you know me. I'm just as like and pro not worrying about that kind of shit just as mm-hmm. much as you are. And I told Amanda over the past like year, I'm like, you know what I'm starting to figure out in my 30s. As you get older, there were more people like us when we were... That's why I fuck with you, because (laughs) I still have my creativity, and you still do too, and I need a 21-year-old to have that, because it happens to all of us at some point. It's like fucking life just starts to... You've only got a glimpse of how life is starting to whoop your ass. Yeah. You know, like... And I'm only... And you've already seen how that can affect your creativity. Imagine... God forbid, you're, like, facing eviction one day. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, like, and then you go to look for, this is, and I'm going to be speaking, this is some, this is some uh, projection here. Yeah. But this is obviously just, like, I think to myself, I'm not the only person who's going through this. Yeah. When you're facing eviction, you go to somebody you think is going to help you, whoever it may be, the government, the VA, whatever have you, and you're like, I need your help, and they're like, nah, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, well, damn, dude, I kind of just been doing, I've been doing right, I've been paying my taxes, and they're going to say, nah, fuck you, dude. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to look around, and you hear these people like, oh, yeah, man, my dad, 
this is projection, obviously, but you no, will no, start I get to, you, I get but, you. but you will start to see how you're different than your peers. Yeah. As the older you yeah, get, that, that they shit all start, brings out your character. You'll see the yeah. uh, you'll see the once you're 21, then you'll have your all your friends are still here, but then you'll see a guy had a baby, or he just got sick of being a star. A lot of people get sick of being a starving artist. Yeah. That's literally what ends up once you hit 25. There's something that happens where everybody dreams things they're like over. Yeah. They like yeah 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 fuck this like and I'm not concerned about you losing that but there is a level of I'm patient. Mhm. You're you're going to change. I, think I can't force you to see it now but I'm just like if somebody I love I want you to know like it's going to come. Hmm. You may not want to do what you're you may not want to do it and I don't want you to have to do it. Yeah. But what I'm sure, I mean, like the tragedy or people seeing oh, okay, you as okay, brown okay. or just the way you're viewing the world is wonderful and how you want to operate. But I believe that your heart is so big. Now, you talk, you talk like that, but I still know your heart for your people is mm-hmm. very, like, big. Yeah, because you know. And you'll see people shit on, you'll start, you'll see people like, let's say you leave as people prime example let's say you go to nyu and you're saying i'm from phoenix and every fucking person you meet thinks it's a mm. shitty fucking place and that's why that will start to wear on your mental you be like do people really think phoenix fucking sucks like that <laughs> yeah and that's why it's like you think you're so much and better you know you're and, fucking from new york like kiss my ass and you know like how much we fucking talk about it all the time but you know how much i care about representation yes and, and how like sicario and fucking breaking bad whenever they're in arizona it's like it's so, and it's like it's fucking cool, but it's like it's always that like orange tint that mm-hmm. they always put. Yes, like, and it's like you're trying to you can change that. I think what I'm trying to say is like I believe you're going to change that. I believe you're going to make a movie. I believe you're going to make all the movies that you want to make that don't have tragedy. Like why can't I make like to, this is like not asking you, but I'm just saying it out loud. Yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. why can't I make like a crime noir film in downtown Phoenix? You know what I mean? Like that. Has never been done, but you know how easy that is to do. You know what I mean? Like, but people. I mean, this is just how the world is. But mm-hmm. like, people. That's how they see it. Like you were saying, like NYU. Like people think Phoenix is a, sh- a sh- quote unquote really shitty think place. place. Fucking sucks. I mean, that's how they see it. But I, I, all I'm saying is, I don't want to like bite on those like, I guess stereotypes is the word. You know what I mean? Very those true. like. Uh, tropes or whatever i just don't like when films use that like right. to you know what i mean and you never know if that stuff let you never know if that stuff is literally like they're a, a director i believe sometimes somebody like ryan coogler or maybe even guillermo del toro he's he's still very like overt with his it's not it's like what we just were saying with shape of water it's like if you read the synopsis of the movie they even say he says yeah i was doing a it's about a mute of this or that, like different people coming together. But it's also about the fact that it's in the the civil rights era. And it was he was like it was a direct correlation to how these people were treating everyone less than back then. Like when people say make America great again, they're talking about how America was in nineteen sixty two. Thank you. You see what I'm saying? So it's I'm not saying you're I don't think I there's a part of me that thinks none of these directors choose to do that. But something, I think something, like maybe something happens in the midst of them writing. 
if Ryan Coogler was writing, if he was going to USC or something, and what happened to um, God, I'm forgetting his name from Fruitvale Station. Oscar Grant, mm -hmm. I believe his name. Oscar Grant. Well, Oscar Grant. You think Ryan Coogler gonna be like? Yeah, that's fucking California. That's where the fuck I'm from. Mm. Like he went to USC. He ain't no fucking black friends at USC. <laughs> he was friends with Louis Gorison. Yeah. You think fucking... he didn't look around and when he was at USC film school, where he was probably I'm not gonna say he was. Let's just assume he was a scholarship kid and the rest a lot of the kids there, their parents were paying for yeah. him. Let's just just imagine how that plays on his psyche. Yeah. Just imagine how every day they're gonna be like, What do you wanna do again? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Fucking Rosen. Never mind. I was going to say something. <laughs> I'll tell you what I was going to say. It was a little okay. It was a little anti-Semitic, but I'm not going to say oh, that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, no. but it's just like that's just saying he goes to a school with a lot of types of people. Okay, okay, okay. And okay. he's a minority in that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. There's yeah. way less of him than a lot of other people who probably have connections there. Yeah. And that's not about his skin color. It's just it's USC. Dr. Dre has never been there and has a music school named after him. <laughs> That's yeah. a money school. So, so Ryan Cooler probably never wanted to do Fruitvale Station. It was probably something like in his like heart was like, it, yeah. like, man, I'm sitting here writing about fucking whatever he else he was probably writing about, something yeah. normal, most like you most likely. God forbid you're right in the middle of writing a movie and another Republican comes in the office, and he's trying to just, like, fuck with mm -hmm. Mexicans. Yeah. Half your friend's parents get fucking sent back mm -hmm. because they do a... That's like I told you in my boy Stacks, when I was sitting in the basement with him, that was my first experience with something like that. Mm -hmm. I thought... There was a part of me that thought, like, Mexican people are safe. I'm like, y'all be in your neighborhood, you quiet. And then you find out ice coming through, kicking in doors? Yeah. That's... So you're sitting there writing, and then you're like, hey, fool, like, my mom just got deported. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's happened. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You imagine in the middle, and you're writing about what you just said, something that has no tragedy in it, and you're like, that ending probably doesn't feel as banger as you thought it does <laughs> yeah. as you're writing. Because, uh, yeah, I, I, I get that. You see, and I'm not saying, like I said, I don't want you to have to, I don't even think none of these people have to do, nobody has to do anything, mm -hmm. but the it sucks that we're in America, and that's kind of just how it and that's what plays what, out. What you're saying, what you just said right now, that's why I don't want to do it. Yes. Like, that's my... You don't want to. Yeah. Like, why do we... That's what I'm saying. Like, why do we have to? I have the same question all the time. Like, that's always that's always been my mindset since I was fucking... I don't know how And old. it'll happen... It, it's always been, why do I have why to do Why do you that? have to? Because it'll be... When you're with your son mm -hmm. and y'all are in Walmart and he says, hey, brown kid, stop. And he lets you keep walking. Mm -hmm. What happened to you with your dad? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, hey, man, that's my fucking kid. My mm -hmm. friend, Mark, he was telling me about how his dad had to cut somebody out. Because mm -hmm. they, they didn't know that his dad was white. He has dreadlocks and they said something out, out of line to him. And his father turns around and is like, what the fuck you just say to my son? Mm-hmm. And it's things like that, that sh it literally all it takes is one bad day. I think that's what I'm trying to say to you. You have this. You know okay. You have a good day, though? Don't. Mm. What? When she got with, <laughs> with the fish. Oh, I thought you were talking about when I hit the windshield. Never mind. All right. I get what you're saying. 
that that makes sense. It's like there, like the world happens. Basically. Yes, and I think I because I look at you like a little brother. I'm like I want for you to keep that because, but I really truly believe something's gonna happen. You're gonna be like, man. Fuck. <laughs> There's a point where you go like, are we seriously still doing this in America? Mm-hmm. Y'all really still treating brown black people mm-hmm. like that? Asian people like that? Y'all really still doing I, that? I think I might have worded it wrong. But like, you know what I mean? I'm not taking I back know anything exactly. I said. And I think like, I want, I wanted to work that out with you because it sounded, it might sound bad. To, you might not care, but it might sound bad to your fellow brown people. Because a lot of brown people are very proud people. That's no, one I get thing it. I've learned. Like what I'm saying, because we probably have to wrap this up. Yeah, for this sure. This is not about Shape of Water Which at all. Which one are we going to? Which AMC? Uh, right here. The one like there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Perfect. All right. Bet. Bet. Um, I love. Br- <laughs> this sounds like I just said something about hating brown people. I love brown people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I we I think everybody knows what you're saying, but I just wanted but to make all it I'm sir. saying mm-hmm. is I hate the fact that it's a trend to involve a certain racist trauma yes. in film. Yes. And how. We got in this in the same year of 2021. We had a Harriet Tubman biopic and a Judas and the Black Messiah mm-hmm, biopic, mm-hmm. and it's like, and these were multi like over a hundred million dollar budgets, and we made a movie about that. You know what I mean? For you know, like a lot of black people, I, me included, we hate that. I, that's why I understood what and, you were and, saying. And that's, that's we the, hate that. That's too. the best way I can correlate because people yeah. don't, people don't make brown movies, but and that's what I'm. And now I'm waiting. Now I sit around like that new show, The Reds. I told Amanda, I was like, now seeing all of this stuff living here in Arizona, seeing another minority group other than black. It's great. Now like, I'd be rooting for like Native Americans on yeah, TV. Reserva- like, res- yeah, Reservation Dogs is great. Because it is so, indi- it shows you what life is like on, it's trauma. Mm-hmm. But there's really people who think Natives got it good because they get some money once mm-hmm. a month. If that. If mm-hmm. you don't think they got it good. <laughs> And they and they squander or whatever they. They like when they sit there and squander. What is eight hundred dollars? They think they're really <laughs> getting like money. Give them non-fertile land to live on. <laughs> they can't. You grow can't shit barely. Out there. You can't barely build on it. I would even say Arizona has some of the nicer reservations that I've seen. I've driven through North Dakota and Montana, like Oklahoma, and, and the shit. Oklahoma. God bless the natives. God bless them. God bless brown people. God mm. bless black people. Yeah, I love all you guys, but just watch out for... No more tragedies, though. Nate is right. I agree with Nate on that. I want that's, y'all to that's know all that. I'm that's what I... Me and Nate are saying the same thing. That's just what I meant when I said it's not my job. Yes, like, it's not your job. No. I'm just saying I... You are right. It is not your job. Like, I, I don't know how to... But I, think, I don't know how else to word I it. I think it's going to be... My belief is that it's going to become your job without mm-hmm. you even knowing it. Mm-hmm. That's your heart. You're too nice. You're too... You're not selfish enough to be like, yo, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm me. Like, that's, we don't really have that privilege in America. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I want, I tried that in the military. Like, like what would I'm, be just a, f- I'm just a person. What would be fucked up if I were to go and make a movie and it's all white people in it? You know what I mean? Now, that's fucked up. Rob would be like, yo, fuck. I'd be pissed. So, like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Yeah. We like, know you want to class black brown people. We want to see brown people in the positive light. And that's how it has to be. Yes. We want to see brown people in the positive light because y'all do great things in Arizona. Arizona is a l- wonderful place. A lot of it's great it's potential here. Beautiful sunsets. Beautiful downtown area. Yes. If you great lose creative weight, artists here. If you want to lose weight, this is the place. Just stand outside for 20 minutes a day. And you will sweat. 
For sure. Everybody here has amazing skin color. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have AC, you're kind of fucked. Or you can suck it up like a real ass motherfucker like yeah, me. Yeah, like an OG. We just suck like Nate did when he was a baby. No AC out in AZ. Fuck y'all. <laughs> All right, yeah. we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, we, we sorry guys, we gotta shut it short. Yeah, because we so, got uh, next, next week, week we can do a longer episode. Yeah, sorry about the. I mean, it was a necessary That's conversation. That's a This is art. This art is feeling. And if you don't, mm. if we didn't do that, yeah, because any be any other podcast, someone would have folded. You know what I mean? Now fuck that. Because I'm not about to no. back down from my opinions. Yeah, you know what I mean? good. Any, like Rob's the close one of the closest people to me. I see him every fucking week. Mm-hmm. And I don't even. <laughs> Nate don't even, never. Nate is never going to back down his opinions, and that's why. So like, I don't give a fuck who you are. But you're not unfair. No, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand you. Like, yeah. you had me rethink of how I said it. Yeah, that's the only thing I'm asking because you are in the pub, a public light now. Yeah. So there is like. So I do got to watch out. Just but, a tiny bit, not all the way. Don't censor yourself, but yeah. just know that you have fans now, who are more than likely brown. Yeah. Like and they're looking, brown. yeah, and they're looking for Nate to make sure that you put the fuck on for Phoenix. Unfortunately, and that's always for the people listening. Like right now, we're only like twenty four episodes in. Phoenix is going to be the primary like drive of all my films. Like all my films will always be in. It'll always be in Phoenix. Yes. Like it'll never be in L A. or New York City because that's been done a thousand times, mm-hmm. millions of times. So. Yeah, Phoenix, it's it's where I'm fucking from. So, like, why not, you know? Mm-hmm. So, next week, it'll be better. I mean, better. this was a this great was episode. Great, yeah. I actually love this. But, because I've never had this conversation with somebody. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Angelo, uh, for uh, his Instagram, Vintage in AZ. Yeah, go follow him, please. Uh, he's going to be on the, the pod next week. September and, uh, 12th. I got to confirm that with him also. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, because you never. I got it. You say yes. You're good for a Sunday to twelve. Yeah, okay. we'll probably do like yeah, yeah. But um, we're probably gonna talk about eight twenty four. I bet you we talk about Moonlight. We we're gonna have to. So should I watch some eight twenty four movies? Yeah, watch. I'll send you like three or four, and then that Angelo. Make sure I can watch them. Okay. The Shape of Water we had to rent it, which oh, I'm yeah, okay with though. I'm actually okay with renting. I told Amanda, I was like, we might start renting again. For movies like, for, for homework, for the yeah, pod, for the pod, we're going to yeah. rent for sure. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. So next week, uh, we'll see you guys. Later.